Podcast friends, my name is David Lee, and you're listening to the Inspire Design Create Podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories, and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking, and starting your own business together. Let's go. Mic check, mic check one, mic check one. I am adjusting this mic so you might hear a bunch of like kind of stuff. All right, I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, actually, I mean, I really should just get a goddamn podcast, uh, podcast related microphone or a podcast for micro for a microphone for. Po- I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, but what I do know, who we're talking about right now, is what to charge clients. Right, I think this is probably one of uh, the most sought after topics to uh, to discuss. And I think a part of it is because none of us really like talking about money, right? It's a uh, taboo. It's a uh, it's a big no no. Don't talk about money to other people. Uh, just keep that to yourselves, right? But this podcast will not be what it is, and it will not be in the future what it can be unless we talk about the uh, the topics that are very hard pressed, right? The, like the very challenging things in uh, in our business as freelancers, uh, or if you have a small uh, production company slash agency right and so what to charge clients um this is this is a tough one because there isn't like a cookie cutter uh number for all of your clients right you're gonna have clients that maybe you charge uh and again i'm i'm going off of like you're doing kind of the whole thing or you have a small team right small team could even just be you and an editor um for the for the post-production side right uh so i'm talking about you know you uh someone someone hires you to create a series of ads, or it could just be one ad, right? And you are either doing the post-production or you're hiring or you're outsourcing the post-production to someone, right? That number could be $2,000, that number could be, you know, $20,000. And so there isn't, again, there is no like cookie cutter uh, formula on what to charge every client, right? Every client is different. And in that regard, you have to understand, um, I think really three important things. And number one is really the, uh, the client's budget, right? Every client has a different budget, and that number just depends on, uh, for me, my experience, how long they've actually been in the business, and also what business they're in, right? Uh, so, say for instance, it's a it's a law firm, right? Local law firm, pretty much they have a lot of money, right? They're gonna have you know anywhere between four thousand to eight thousand dollars for like a local law firm that's been in business for you know 10, 20 years, right? They, they're pretty seasoned in what they do. Um, and they they will have enough, in my experience, for again, like anywhere between $4,000 and um, $8,000 uh, for, for say like like two, uh, two, deliverable, two deliverables. One will most likely be like a 60 second ad that they can use um, on their website or on uh, Facebook, uh, like a Facebook ad. Uh, Instagram probably not, but most likely like a Facebook ad. And also for like their website, could be like a background, um, a background a background video that plays when people go onto their landing page, right? And then the second one, probably a little longer form one that'll include like a testimonial or two. Uh, so that might be like a five minute little corporate film, right? Um, and, and so that's one, um, that's one example of a client that has a budget, right? And then say, you know, you might have, um, a larger brand that is like, like an apparel brand, right? They have an e-commerce store. They've been in business for say like five, six years. 
Um, and and so in that regard, they may they may have a lower budget or they may have a higher budget. So at the end of the day, it's understanding what the client's budget is, right? And so how do you understand what the client's budget is? The best way to do it, in all honesty, is you have to ask the client what their budget is. All right. So say you know client client A comes to you says, hey, we need um, we need a bunch of videos, right? And actually, you know, let's be specific. We need we need uh, 10 60 second videos for this new product that we're launching, right? We're gonna post Instagram, we're gonna post Facebook, uh, we're gonna upload it to our YouTube channel, right? They're gonna they're gonna go the full Monty with everything. All right. So you say, cool. Uh, you better you understand um, that they have that they have this need. Okay. So based upon that need, you ask them, okay, what is your, um, you don't want to ask them that in the, in the very first, you know, a few minutes, uh, what you want to do is you want a better, a better understanding of what it is that they want. What is their, uh, what is their expectation, which is kind of like the second thing uh, that we'll talk about. Uh, and then, um, and then three, you know, get to know like, uh, what is what is it that they're actually making in profit? You know, is this like a hundred thousand dollar a year company? Is this a one million dollar a year company? Is this a, uh, you know, a ten thousand a year company? Right. And so based upon that number, their budget will uh, that that will dictate what budget they have for marketing. Okay. So um, you ask them again. You ask them. Um, more about the project itself, more about the deliverables, and then at the end of the conversation, then um, highly, highly, highly recommend ask them what their budget is, right? Because if you don't understand what their budget is in that first phone call that you have or that um, uh, initial like engagement, that discovery engagement that you have with them, uh, it's going to lead to a rabbit hole of uncomfortable moments and uh, you know moments that you, you you can definitely avoid, right? And so ask them what their budget is. Uh, and then based upon that number, hopefully they can give you at least like a range, you know, like, oh, you know, our budget is, um, you know, 6000 to $10,000. Okay, cool. Then, then that's a range you can work with, right? So that's number one. Know, uh, know and understand um, the budget for the client. Okay, number two is what are the expectations that the client has, right? So their, um, their need is 10 60-second videos, right? What are their expectations? Um, expectations could be the uh, like a KPI, right? Key performance indicator. Uh, that KPI for say uh, the ten videos is for every you know for for all these ten videos we're hoping to get um, you know in broad numbers and like macro numbers we're trying to get uh, you know a hundred a, a couple hundred thousand views um, between Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, we're hoping to increase our lead generation. And uh, again, that's not anything you can promise. You can't promise the lead generation, but at least, you know, the videos are there to help promote and to attract new customers, right? So that is like a broad sense of lead generation, right? So they say, okay, we want a couple hundred thousand views. We're hoping to get more lead generation. And based upon the lead generation, you know, maybe we can get um, a couple thousand dollars worth in, uh, in, in sales, right? And so that is like their expectation, okay? And then you just have to understand that uh, based upon these 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 expectations and these deliverables, what is it that you can um, that you can guarantee, right? You can't guarantee they're going to get leads, um, but if the company actually knows what they're doing when it comes to the marketing, they'll they'll probably get the leads that they need, right? Um, your job, your expectations, 
uh, when it comes to uh, delivering, uh, or, or I should say, uh, getting the deliverables to them, is making sure that visually it represents the brand, that um, artistically it has you know some creative aspects to it that you can help to elevate the aesthetics of, of the of the of the brand of the visuals that you're uh, curating for this company or for this uh, individual or for this organization, right? So after you know uh, what their budget is, after you discuss what the expectations are. Then the third one is uh, what is it that you need to make profit, right? So uh, say, for instance, your day rate is $1,000, right? That's just you, your camera package, um, maybe a couple lights or something like that, right? And uh, let's go with uh, maybe not the one-man band type of scenario, but let's go, you know, you can hire like a gaffer, you can hire a key grip, and then maybe like a a camera assistant, right? Like a first AC that kind of helps out in uh, grip and electric, right? So we're talking about really, and you are the director and DP, so we're talking about a three-man crew. Very, very small, right? Uh, Enough to kind of uh, get the visuals that you need for this production, okay? And then let's just say that in order for you to make a profit, you need your day rate, which is $1,000. The post-production, you charge, you know, let's just say you're charging... um, uh, Let's just say you're charging $2,500 for post-production and you're giving that either to yourself or you're giving that to, uh, I'm sorry, not giving it, but either that is either um, part of your responsibility or you are outsourcing the post-production to someone else, right, for $2,500, right? Uh, if this is you that you are doing the post-production for, you gotta, you gotta add on that $1,000 for your day rate, uh, let's just say it's one day, and then the $2,500 for um, for post-production, right? So what you what you really need to, to have in this whole budget is you need to consider, okay, I need to have at least those two things, right? I'm hiring crew that is separate from the budget, um, and then any kind of um, uh, any kind of like attrition that you're going to uh, to receive from uh, from the whole thing, right? Maybe you have to put in, um, say, like like an extra revision, not a huge deal, right? You're kind of expecting that that maybe out of like you know these these uh, out of out of these ten videos, three of them you might need to do some some post production, um, you know, special sauce on. That could be some VFX stuff. That could be some animation stuff. That could be some three uh, D tracking and like object replacement kind of stuff, right? So you know that okay, you know what, twenty five dollars, not too bad. I, I can I can do the extra work for um, for the price, right? So let's just say with the budget, the client says, okay, our budget is is um is six thousand dollars right so that leaves you with twenty five hundred dollars left um for for a crew right so say you're hiring a a camera assistant for 500 bucks that leaves you with uh two thousand dollars right then let's just say you're hiring a gaffer uh that might be you know let's just say eight hundred dollars right and then you're hiring a key grip let's just say that's seven hundred dollars right so you have five hundred dollars left over that you can go into um say like lunch uh, for the crew, uh, or maybe you, you know, hire like um, a PA for the day, a hundred bucks, right? That still leaves you with $400 to, again, pay for food. Maybe you want to give your crew um, a little bit of gas money, right? Just something a little bit extra to show appreciation. And let's just say that extra $400 or $500 you can use to go towards a, um, a location for the day, right? And based upon what you need to shoot, location is only going to cost you like, you know, Three, four hundred bucks, right? Something like that, and so you still have uh, enough left, at least, to uh, get get lunch for the crew, right? And, and again, this might be different with some of you. You know, this is something that you don't have to do at all. But for many of you, I understand this is probably what you have to do all the time, right? You have to hire the crew. 
and you have to pay for meals. Uh, so now let's 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 kind of change things around. Uh, let's just say that we have a much lower budget to work with, right? And when I first started off, this is what I was working with, right? You're working with like thousand dollar budgets, maybe two thousand dollar budgets, right? And you know, so then things have to change, right? Because if if you're if you're just starting out, or maybe it's you know your second year or something like that, and the maximum budgets you've been seeing are like a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand dollars, right? It may not be in your best interest to be charging a client, say, a thousand dollars for your day rate, right? And that's not including post production. Uh, you may have to be, you may have to scale that down because if you are doing, if you are also doing the post production, maybe the total number is a thousand bucks, right? So it's like five hundred dollars for your day rate and then five hundred dollars for um, for post production. Okay, and again, this is just a number, right? I'm not saying this is like what you should charge. This is this is just a number that you can um, play around with in your uh, in your own time and see if it makes sense to you, okay? And so what you've been getting mostly is like $1,000 jobs, $1,500 jobs, $2,000 jobs where you have to do everything, okay? You need to scale, you need to scale that back and just get more work, right? Get more $1,000 jobs and then get more $1,500 $1, jobs and then get more $2,000 jobs, right? Build up your portfolio, build up your reputation in your area where you live. And then eventually you keep working, you keep working, you keep working, you get to that point where you you start working on higher budget jobs, right? Now the jobs are $4,000, now the jobs are $5,000 jobs, now they're $10,000 jobs, right? Where you can start positioning yourself as a cinematographer, as a, as a DP, uh, rather than like a one-man band that does uh, everything, even the post-production, right? So, I mean, it's, it sucks to say, but it's it's what everyone does, right? Everyone that I know has done that route, right? They've, they've had to work their ass off to get to the point where now they can outsource the post-production, right? Maybe they don't necessarily need the extra $2,500 in post-production because they're being hired more often as a cinematographer for $1,000, Twelve hundred dollars for for the day rate, right? So it's it's like you know what what is your version of happiness, right? Do you want to keep doing post production all the time? For me, no. I I freaking hate post production, right? Uh, there's two clients that I still do post production for just because I've been with them for like four years, you know. So I have a really good relationship. Um, they are friends of mine now too, and so uh, any way that I can help them out, I do help them out. But for other clients, I just I just send the post production to someone else. An editor that I trust, obviously, uh, and then I may do like a quarter of the post production, right? Maybe there's some. Um, usually, the color grading uh, portion I will do myself. Uh, if there's any kind of like sound design, I will do myself. Um, but as far as like the actual editing and like the animation, the 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 titling, I just give it to someone else, right? But if you are in the position where um, where you aren't at that point yet, that's okay, right? Because we all have to build up to to that point where we can uh, where we can start to get paid what we want to get paid and for what we actually want to do, right? Not having to do everything. And so in the beginning, scale things back. That's okay, right? Like, you know, charge 500 bucks for a day rate, charge $500 for, for post-production, right? And then you start to build up that number over time. Um, and again, it's not a fault of the client. You know, if they only have like a $1,000 budget or a $2,000 budget, um, again, make sure that even if you're starting off, make sure you ask them what their budget is, ask them all the key things, right? Like, Hey, how much in sales are you guys making? If they're only making like, you know, $10,000 a year, they're probably not a really uh, established business. You know what I'm saying? So they realistically might only have like a thousand dollars, um, for marketing because they're still, 
trying to build up their business. They're still trying to build up their reputation, right? So you kind of have to look at it um, in in their lens, so to speak, right? You have to put yourself in their shoes because they're they're kind of doing the same thing that you're doing, right? Um, now, again, if you're starting off and someone comes to you that is that is like an established business, always make sure to ask these questions, right? What is your budget? What are the expectations? And then based upon that number, right? Because like say, say a client has like $5,000, right? They come to you and you've only been doing like $1,000 jobs, right? You're like, holy shit, like $5,000 is a lot of money. And let's say that, you know, you you tell a client that, oh, you know, this budget is only going to be uh, $1,500 where they have a $5,000 budget. That's $3,500 that you can actually go, um, that, that can go towards either your own profit or that can go towards getting a better location. Maybe you, you've been doing a one-man band. You're like, fuck, man, I just, need, I just need help, right? You can hire a gaffer. You can hire a grip. You can hire an AC, right? And, and, and so always ask the budget. It's the most important thing in the base, again, based upon the budget, based upon the expectations, that'll give you the number um, to better understand what to charge clients, right? Um, and the tricky thing is just kind of getting out of your ego because sometimes, you know, we want to charge, um, we want to get paid what we, um, what we want to get paid, right? What we believe based upon our skill set and our experience and our professionalism, we want to get paid what we feel is right in ourselves to get paid, right? Um, but as a business owner, you also have to understand that clients sometimes have different budgets. So build a working relationship with good people because if they're assholes, then don't work with them. Regardless of, you know, if they're just going to try, if they're going to try to nickel and dime you every single engagement you have with them, say it's like four phone calls, you're not even in pre-production, right? You're just talking about the project, four phone calls, and the number gets lower and lower and lower and lower. All right. At that point, it's like not even worth your time. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like if they're going to continue to lowball you and nickel and dime the, the, the project, it's not worth your time, right? Skip that project, go on to the next client. And believe me, there will be more clients. You just got to keep working. You just, you got to keep going, right? Okay, that is it for me. This is a little, bit, a little bit of a longer one than usual, but I think, you know, there was a lot of things to cover, things to, to discuss. Uh, anything new on my end? Um, I forgot if, if the last time or two episodes ago, you know, I was just saying that there were, there were some things with my family that I'm trying to take care of health-wise. And even my last YouTube video, I said that I'd be taking a break from YouTube for a little bit uh, just to help prioritize things for my family's health. Um, my dog has uh, has cancer, and so we're, we're, um, we're fighting that. And then my mom has had cancer for the past two years, uh, which is why I moved back home to help take care of her. And um, her cancer has has uh, has spread has spread unfortunately. So it's uh, it's you know it's taking time between just focusing on work. Uh, focusing on my craft and then focusing on, on my family. Um, so that is pretty much kind of the new stuff or uh, store of the new stuff. I did get a new lens. I think some of you may, from, from the previous uh, episode, which one was it? Investing or something like that, investing in gear or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I did get the Sigma 18 to 35 Cine, the T2. Uh, really solid lens. Uh, some of some people on Instagram have been asking me if it's the same as like the the still version lens or the photo version lens. Uh, I used to own the photo version lens and I don't have it anymore, so I can't do like a side by side comparison. Uh, I will say that optically, the, it's probably the same. Um, coding wise, I would say there's more coatings on this one to prevent flaring, so that may be like a, a selling point for some of you. Um, and I think the next one we'll do will be uh, like what 
um, how to move like assets around and, and, and how to uh, invest in the uh, invest in the gear that makes sense for you, not investing in gear just because, you know, uh, lots of people on YouTube are using it, right? So I think that'll be the next uh, the next video. Tune into that one. Uh, remember to please rate the podcast to help me out. Let me know how I'm doing. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with any and everyone you feel can um, it can bring value to. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.